0: Welcome everybody to Quarantine Cast. Hello, Fourth of July weekend,
1: 2021. Oh shit! Are you gonna blow blow stuff up this weekend? I wish. Uh, in back when I lived in New Jersey, I would go to Philadelphia, Whoa. Pennsylvania, and get Crazy. fireworks. So fireworks are not legal in, in New Jersey, but they're legal in uh, Philly in Pennsylvania. They're legal. Yeah, they're legal in Pennsylvania. There was a place called uh, Fireworks Land. Phantom. Phantom oh. fireworks, their logo was crazy. Phantom it looked fireworks. Like, was well, it a ghost? It's well, the ghost of
0: somebody who was playing with illegal fireworks and died. Every year in uh, San Diego, because we're right on the border with Tijuana yeah. in California. We are the closest uh, city to uh, Mexico. Mm-hmm. I was going to say like, yeah, I, I don't think we're like the closest major city to a major city in, in, in another country because um, Isn't there's like Canada too. I know in Texas, like El Paso and Juarez are like yeah. so close. They're basically the same town. But I, I wonder if maybe it's similar to San Diego and Tijuana, Tijuana, because it's literally like 20 minutes from downtown San Diego yeah. to downtown Tijuana. You just got to go into another country because we're so close to mexico here and you can get mexican fireworks easily every year this time of year they start uh not having psas but basically doing news reports of kids that have killed themselves or blown off their hands by playing with illegal fireworks and in fact i remember being a kid here in san diego and they would do these like firework demonstrations on television where they'd show like they'd put a firework uh in the hand of a like crash test dummy and they'd be like this is what you get uh with a 30 second fuse when it's a faulty fuse you think you have 30 seconds watch this and then they light it and it's just like zoop, poof, like two seconds
1: yeah when half I'm, a okay. second blows the doll's hand off when i was younger or to this day whenever i get roman candles i hold them in my hand and like shoot them off and then it wasn't until recently that i learned that like yeah they could just explode in your fucking hand like if, if it doesn't shoot out it just explodes and you can lose fingers. <laughs> We're not
0: going to show any videos no, of anybody no, no. blowing up today. Don't worry. Uh, but happy 4th of July. And, of and July. stay
1: safe out there. And don't hold your fireworks, kiddos. I've been trying to remember this whole time that movie The Phantom. Who's the guy who starred in that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, been are her- you talking about um, uh, Billy Zane? Billy Zane, that's I was trying to remember his name because the, the logo for the Phantom Fireworks kind of looked like the Billy Zane character, the like it was purple, it was, per- it was uh, purple, and gunman, yeah. And that, that movie, ed,
0: that's a very 90s movie. I would like to revisit the Phantom, sometime. me
1: too. I, I remember as a kid and thinking it looked cool. I never saw it, like, he was like a purple. Dude, like riding horse. Yeah, I, I think it's like a based off a of real comic. I'm not sure. Or, or like old serials or something like that.
0: Something like that. It never caught on. It was yeah. supposed to be like a darker Indiana Jones, where the guy like shoots people with guns. Yeah, all I remember is he had a ring for some reason. He did. He got his power from a magical ring. God, the Phantom is so cool. Dude, the Phantom, sick. The Phantom is sick, bro. The Phantom rips it up. Billy Zane, yeah. super underappreciated. Cal, I think so. Cal from Titanic. And, uh, I'm sure he was in something phantom. else. He was uh, yeah, clearly he was in the phantom. Billy Zane. We love you. Come be on this show. Billy Zane. How's the quarantine been treating yeah. Billy Zane? When's Titanic two coming out? Ooh, Cal's revenge. Out. Cal ripping it up. Return of the cow.
1: There's like an animated sequel to, to the Titanic. Really? That's really terrible.
0: Out of here. This is,
1: yeah, we're not sponsored. Form.
0: <laughs> well, we are, but it's Nutter's Coffee today. Anyways, sorry uh, for, for having my drinks on display. Yeah, total tangent. We do have a great episode today. Yes. We, are, uh, we have an interview with Kevin Steinhauser from Math, the Band. Yes. And Math, the Band, the Band, because he started two bands. And uh, Flange Factory 5, the book,
2: the, the energy album. drink,
0: the album, the, the video game. This guy is fucking prolific. He has his hand in so many different projects um, and he has uh, close ties with, with Johnny and, yes. and the Mega64 community. You've done a couple music videos for Matt the Band.
1: I directed uh, with my friend, Jesse, a couple of music videos yeah. for Matt the Band.
0: Our bud Frank Howley, uh, I think directed a video yeah. or two for Matt the Band. I feel like I'm the only video director in the crew in that hasn't done a Matt the <laughs> Band video. What the heck? What, what are we waiting for? Uh, I talked to Kevin, but I never brought it up. We actually had, um, I don't know, it was a fun conversation. Yeah, we talked about time. all kinds of crazy talked stuff. Talk about skull? Yeah, he's lot. an awesome guy, he's super funny, he's really fun to talk to. I think I made a new best friend. Kevin, I love you.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> you're cackling over there. Oh, sorry. You don't have to apologize, but did I say something wrong? No, I just, I, I got, uh, that was a joyous laughter because I'm just so happy that my two good friends are becoming friends.
0: Yeah. So uh, stick around. We're going to get to that interview in just a few minutes. But before that, uh, we have some breaking news here.
1: Breaking news. Yeah. Breaking
0: news. news Uh, Dude, the Ducks are overrunning Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You probably haven't heard of this story, dude, but they have uh, what they're calling. I actually thought this was extremely clever. Duck again the, no they're saying it's like the, foul play no wrong there's you it. can cut me off again they're saying this tailspin s- you're way more clever than anybody in baton Rouge, <laughs> baton rouge louisiana <laughs> they're saying it's like the movie the birds but with ducks
1: the Dude, ducks. Hire me Baton Rouge. I would The ducks.
0: Uh I'll punch so this shit up. Apparently I I don't know what happened but in a certain um neighborhood in Baton Rouge there has been an explosion of ducks. Um, <laughs> Even just saying
1: an explosion of ducks is better.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you could see this, but there's pictures where it's just like hundreds of ducks in this <laughs> one neighborhood. And so at first the neighbors thought it was cute. Yeah. And they would feed the ducks. No, you don't yeah, do that. You don't wanna do that because now it's caused what they are describing as a feeding frenzy where literally anytime a door opens or even a window opens, hundreds of ducks <laughs> will descend upon that person. And the residents of this neighborhood don't know what to do uh and they're looking into ways to safely relocate the ducks but how do you relocate a wild animal that can fly you're just gonna pick it up and put it somewhere
1: but then it it can fly it'll just fly right back I'm thinking we might have to do pull some duck hunt shit that's heinous. I, I, <laughs> I <don't> mean, know. <laughs> it,
0: you know, it, it, any hunters out here are probably going to have a field oh, day. Yeah. No, these ducks, going, are, oh. these ducks are protected by the American government. God oh. bless the USA. These are Uncle Sam's ducks, and you're not going to tread on these ducks. Don't tread on ducks. Don't tread on these ducks. Uh, <laughs> they are reportedly going to be relocated later this week. The residents and homeowners of the city are praying that the ducks stay away.
1: Uh, duck a I have uh, some news, okay. some breaking news, sure, if you wanna get into this, but I don't know if you heard about this, but the Gulf of Mexico is currently on fire. What? Did you hear about this, the ocean? What? The ocean is burning? The ocean is on fire. Dude. Uh, I have a video of Hold it. On. How are you gonna say global warming isn't real? When, no. the, when the oceans are on fire. It's not. Even, this is probably gonna cause more global warming, but a, pipe, a pipeline burst. Hold on real quick. Yes. Is this the same
0: gulf of mexico that i recall from the bp pipeline oil spill of 2011 i think so. literally the worst ecological disaster to happen yeah. in our current millennium same one oh
1: no no don't show me that oh! yeah so pipeline burst and uh so the no. fucking oh look at this fucking michael bay cg no, like telling this me is this happening like footage from the latest godzilla movie no this is happening this is right real? now this is real oh
2: no <laughs> no mother earth <laughs> ah
0: dude you know what human beings have gone too far yeah this is fucked the up the fact that we could cause this to happen in the <laughs> ocean <laughs>
1: yeah sucks we shouldn't have this much power ah dude i don't even know what ignited it maybe it was the heat bro like the heat wave that's happening that is that's where godzilla is born dude that i mean
0: if, if a giant dragon doesn't come out of that we're fucked. doesn't come out of that hole i'm gonna be surprised i'm gonna say we squeaked by with a lucky one if, we're actually lucky if, if uh if in this situation that's
1: really funny because uh, if a monster doesn't emerge out of that thing, that's uh, what were you gonna say? Cthulhu did start trending on Twitter after that happened. Like we unearthed Cthulhu. I know that's lame, but people had the same kind of sad day for humanity. Should, yeah. should have
0: started trending on that one.
1: <laughs> that's uh, all right.
0: I need something a little bit more uplifting. You have something? I or do. Oh, I do. I have a story that's actually nice. Ooh, it's actually a positive story. Um, there are these police dogs in China (laughs) that are too nice. Like, okay. They don't bite the criminals. They don't, they don't like stiff out the drugs good enough. Okay. Literally these dogs are too timid to, to make good police dogs and they're failing police training and the police don't know what to do with them. Uh, so they're asking the public to adopt these uh, timid police dogs. So they're cool. um, they're uh, you know what is it German shepherds? German shepherds. Yeah. Thank you. Je- I was I was gonna say canines. Yeah, they're the canines. Canine. No, they're Units, they're these yeah. uh, they're these Chinese German shepherds, which means <laughs> you got to speak a little Chinese yeah. to tell them to. How do you say sit in Chinese? How do you how do you say <laughs> roll know. over in Chinese? you're gonna have to learn these words if you're adopting one of these dogs but i don't know i think it's kind of nice because you always hear about uh police dogs being like excessively mean and like their bites are really painful and you see those videos of the guys running down wearing the giant pillows and the dogs like latch on and like uh, pull them to the ground and i i always think man it sucked to be attacked by a dog you never hear about the nice police dogs the ones that are like no i'm not biting anybody sorry yeah, I ain't sniffing out no drugs. Yeah, I ain't into it. I'm the chill dog. I'm the chill dog. <laughs> the chill I, I want to hang out with the- I'm the cool cop dog. Yeah, I'm like Snoop Dogg's dog. Yeah. Snoop Dogg's dog. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a doggy dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's dogs, and then there's doggy dogs. Yeah. And I want to hang out with the doggy Me dogs. Me too. Um, yeah.
1: Police dogs in China. Shouts out, police dogs in China. Shouts out. All right, what do you got? Oh, you, you got want me to, us? all right, I got, all right, I need to preface this one. Okay. I, th- you could tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like I found a video that really like has your vibe in it. My vibe. Yeah, you could, you could be, I'm really afraid you're going to say what the fuck is wrong with you. Oh God. But no, like this video, I don't know why it reminds me of you, but uh, this is a little <laughs> ice skating video here.
0: <laughs> yes! Yeah! That's awesome.
1: That is totally right. my vibe. Yeah, right? I just <laughs> like this ghost face like fucking cutting a rug. Dude, I'm glad you like that. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. I loved it.
0: Uh you've got the horror theme. You've yeah. got uh classic
1: the killer got from the screen, dance moves.
0: But also you've got the cultural uh swag you know a little bit of the um syncopated cuban jazz beat get into that salsa dancing on the ice
1: (laughs) yeah that's like
0: uh my favorite movie as a kid and then every uh family event i ever went to (laughs)
1: that is my vibe i saw it like 3 a.m on tiktok i was like scrolling late at night and i was like oh that's fucking that's like just derek's whole Right um,
0: there. I'm gonna. I don't know. Like, I assume when somebody dances to music like that, they are uh, a Latin person. They're from mm. the Latin community. What is it with these videos of the Latin community where they take these pop culture icons and then they just break out I into like some salsa <laughs> sultry dance, dude? Yeah, I, I feel like it. I've seen Michael Myers twerking. Oh, all time. I feel like I've seen Iron Man and Batman like dropping booty to the floor, and it's always like set to some, you know. I love yeah, that video. either that or like uh, Latin music, man. Shouts that's out. infectious. Uh, yeah, that's a good video. <laughs> so, um, you know, they always tell you, you know, stop and smell the flowers. They do? You never heard that phrase? Yeah, I have, but I haven't heard it in a long time. You've never heard that phrase. Wow. No, I have. The, this dude's never heard that phrase. Okay. The way you reacted is like, they always say stop and smell the flowers, and you're like, they do? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I've heard that. I, yeah, yeah. Always- yeah. My, uh, my mom used to say that to me every day before yeah. school.
1: They're always like tell me to get a job. They're, they're, they're never telling me to just like chill. And-
0: Nobody ever said stop and smell the flowers, like don't rush through life, just enjoy the little things. Yeah, I guess. Everybody, instead, your, your mentors as a child were like, get a job. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Dang, dude. You had a harsh childhood. <laughs>
1: A little bit.
0: I feel like I uh, was on (laughs) a path, but I want to take like a therapy detour. Yeah, no, we're good. Let's move on. How come nobody ever said stop and smell the flowers? (laughs) I think the phrase is stop and smell the roses. Or, you know, well, this next news story will tell you, don't do that. Get a job. You'll live longer. Because uh, a woman, actually a TikToker, um, accidentally dosed herself with a highly poisonous and a uh, hallucinogenic drug peyote? After oh. sniffing a flower on the street known as Devil's Breath. I've heard about
1: this. Yeah? Yeah. I've heard about Devil's Breath. You've heard about it? Yeah. What What do you know? I just know it's fucking insane.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, so a TikToker named Rafaela Wayman found okay. this large yellow flower which uh, it's one of those flowers that like hangs downwards and kind of like blooms out to the, to the bottom. Okay. Uh, it's known as uh angels trumpet but i guess it contains one of the world's scariest drugs a poison known as how do you pronounce this scopolamine Copolamine. um she said her and a friend were on a way to a party when they noticed this flower and they sniffed it because you know people are always tell you just to stop and sniff the flowers was this is in america this was in canada Ooh. it was in toronto oh She arrived at the party about 20 minutes later and was, quote, (laughs) feeling fucked up. Dude. Uh, Apparently, they started hallucinating and uh, I guess they went to the hospital and found out that, yeah, they had been dosed with a powerful hallucinogen and potentially deadly drug after sniffing the devil's breath. That's some Joker shit. It's crazy that this flower is just like, uh, well, not even necessarily that this flower is just out in public, but I guess you forget sometimes that plants can be poisonous and that there's just like poisonous plants surrounding us um out in public now some of sometimes you have to eat these plants but i guess there
1: are things out there where you just stick your face in it and get messed up i can't wait for all the like people that are gonna have like uh drug retreats where they try to go where this plant is uh growing and sniff it yeah have you heard about that uh frog that if you like smoke it's like its skin, you like hallucinate. Well, I'd always heard about like toad licking. Yeah, I, I think it's similar. But there's this one toad somewhere. I don't know where it is. You I- smoke its skin. Yeah, they you like not, yeah. it. It gives off like venom, and you like dry it up, and you smoke it. Oh, okay. And uh, there's videos of people doing it where they're just like. <gasps> He just started screaming and then there's like these like shaman dudes be like no, he, he has a lot to go through right now he's, he's dealing with his demons right now. and It's just people like, ah! like just screaming
2: ah! <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like
1: uh, uh, what's that dr- drug where it'll only last for like 10 seconds uh, That got really popular on YouTube. I don't know fuck. It's uh, it was like a, a legal plant you talking about salvia? Yeah, salvia. It's very similar to salvia where you just immediately just fucking start uh, hallucinating, but it doesn't last that long. We should smoke salvia on this show. It's legal,
0: right? And you immediately start anymore. hallucinating. Oh, it's not anymore. I Dang. don't know. Dang. Well,
1: never mind. We, not, could, we could do kratom. We we're could not going to break any uh, laws. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's that one video where that, that couple does salvia and then the one person falls out of the, the, the window. You ever see that? Well, no. <laughs> I don't watch those videos, oh, Johnny. That's I'm not into the butt
0: bungee. It's a classic. <laughs> You're like, where do you think I started with all this yeah. stuff? Yeah. Um, here's a funny story. Okay. I guess they unveiled a statue of Elon Musk in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. A bronze statue. Uh, I saw an image of it. Yeah, I saw an image of it too. It kind of looks like a Ronald Reagan statue. Yeah, it, it, fucked up. it doesn't look very good. Well, I don't know if it'll be there very long because. Mm-hmm. Uh, wave of new yorkers have already vowed to defecate and pee on it like an insane amount of people have all made the same joke like i can't thank you for posting the location of this online i'm going to be peeing on that later today like everybody wants to use this thing as a toilet um it's it's pretty crazy here's a picture of the statue actually (laughs) it's also yeah in this like really um like egotistical like pretentious pose like yeah oh i've just accomplished my dreams of fixing every problem in america through ai it's not a vibe it's not a vibe uh anyways if you're in manhattan uh and you're by the statue yeah go take a t- picture of it yeah. and send us a picture because it looks Please. pretty clean from these photos but these were from the day it was unveiled and i'm sure even as we speak there's somebody like drawing on it with sharpie and like doing all kinds of crazy stuff is is
1: this really gross of me to say but it looks like he's like getting a beige. like he's like ah. now that you say it right uh, (laughs) like does it yeah i I need to see the full (laughs) body here yeah
0: that was weird um. All right, well, we're about 20 minutes into the show. Yeah. I think it would be a good time to go to our interview with Kevin. Sure. Um, anything we one. want to say about this? It is a long interview. We actually spoke with Kevin twice. Theme yes. of this show is our audio failing on us. Uh. Kevin graciously returned for a Thank second you, interview after our first interview got toasted. Uh, We talk about all kinds of things in this interview. We kind of just shoot the shit. Uh, Mostly explore Kevin's latest projects and a little bit of his approach to making uh, all of his creative projects. The guy does so many things. So many things. He's all over the map. He's very inspiring to me. Yeah, he is inspiring to talk to. Hopefully you will get inspired after listening to our conversation. This is us talking to Kevin Steinhauser from Math The Band. All right, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, we're here with Kevin Steinhauser from Math The Band. Kevin, thank you for joining us today.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we should just let everybody know, full disclosure, we already <laughs> did an interview with Kevin. And, oh, the, and the audio got all jacked up.
1: Yeah. Uh, we were doing a bunch of E3 streams, so I had to mute the desktop audio, so we, we missed out. So you've graciously come back to give
0: us a second interview.
1: Round two, rematch.
0: Yeah, yeah. Last <laughs> time you had a flawless victory and this time we're, I don't know. A perfect- Defending my game. title. This time, fatality. Fa- yeah. <laughs> uh, how's it going, man? How you, how you doing this week?
3: <laughs> I'm doing pretty good this week, yeah. It's, uh, it's been beautiful weather. Ooh,
0: yeah. Uh, you're out there, are you in Rhode Island?
3: That's right. Yeah.
0: Okay. I that's the one part of America that I've never been to, but my my girlfriend wants us to go there because she's a huge Stephen King fan.
3: Uh huh. And she's like, I I recommend it. It's a it's a lovely <laughs> place to be.
1: Yeah, I, I loved it when I visited. It felt like I don't know if this is a knock against it. I loved it, but it felt like a Tony Hawk level. Like everything was just like centralized and like cool looking. Like I was like, oh, oh shit, yeah. I could grind that into that. And See, on that I, I feel like
0: I would go there and be like, this all reminds me of a Stephen King novel. Like there's the boathouse where the murder happened 30 years ago. Oh, there's the sewer entrance
3: where Pennywise lives. Yeah. Perfect place to do a Christare. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Stephen King and Tony Hawk should do like a mashup. Um, yeah. You know, a, a
1: horror skateboarding game. That would be fucking rad. Actually. Yeah. I, we should get both of them on the horn right now.
3: Survival horror skateboarding game. That sounds great.
0: Yeah, uh, you can get Tony Hawk on cameo. I don't know if you can get Stephen King though. Kevin, do you have a cameo?
3: Uh, no, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> no.
0: You'd be great at it. You, you, people would pay you to, to say stuff, say hello to them.
3: I'm already saying stuff for free. Why would they pay me for it? You know.
1: That's yeah. literally what we uh, here at mega 64 said cause, yeah because people <laughs> always ask them to get on cameo well we mm-hmm. have a
0: relationship with some people in hollywood who knew about cameo before it was a thing and they're like they're, we're about to launch this new thing called cameo and we think you guys would be great for it And we're like really us like <laughs> you're gonna launch it with us anyways i'm just talking to make millions <laughs> <laughs> could finally be a millionaire all right uh let's talk about you let's talk about that's enough about me. Let's talk about math, the band or whatever you're currently working on. Um, What are you currently working on, Kevin?
3: So uh, currently working on uh, this right here, which is a flange factory five for the game boy. The video Uh, game! The video game, yeah. So this is a game that is based on this book, which is called Flange Factory 5. And um, this book is about this guitar pedal, which is called Flange Factory 5. This is actually the prototype. Uh, We've sold out of all of them, but uh, imagine this inside of this shiny box, and that's Flange Factory 5. And um, there is also an album about the novel called Flange Factory Five. Um, and also a promotional energy drink called Flange Factory Five. And uh, together they're the five Flange Factory Fives. Um, but to answer your question, what I'm working on is finishing the video game.
2: Oh.
1: Dude, um, I love that you just kept pulling things out, it just kept going. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah, Flange Factory Five is uh like a
0: wormhole that never ends so you have an album about a book Mm -hmm. and and the book is about the guitar pedal right yes yeah yeah yeah. yes how does the enter and then the video game is about the the album or...
3: the video game is about the book. So the video game is a combination of like different types of gameplay, but you actually have to go through all of the text of the entire book, uh, playing it like a Galaga style. Like imagine like the opening credits of star Wars words are going by you and you got to like fight your way through it and also read it. Cause the bosses ask you questions about the book. Um, Oh gosh, So it's yeah, like a book report a,
0: almost. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's a game that makes you read, uh, An entire novel,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) You know, kids these days aren't reading; they're just playing the dang video games. We figured out a way to force them to read
1: while drinking an energy drink and playing a guitar pedal.
0: (laughs) So, how does the energy drink factor into Flange Factory Five?
3: Um, well, the novel also there's a it's a choose your own adventure novel, and so depending on which way you go, it's mostly a quest for this guitar pedal. Uh, But it also goes off in a segue about uh, this energy drink. And um, so here it is for you to buy.
0: Okay. So, and then I guess if you got all of these items, you could be living Flange Factory 5. That's right. So there's also an optional, like, performance art piece for the people who are able to collect all these items.
3: Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) We guarantee it.
0: Um is is your video game officially gonna be the the final release on the game boy you know what i mean Um, like they haven't i I don't think they've released a game boy game in a long time oh
3: it won't be official like it won't be like licensed or anything like that um but we will be uh selling them as physical cartridges um yeah.
0: <clears throat> so unofficially it'll be like the final release on the on that I hope
1: system. So.
3: Yeah, I actually there's a pretty big like indie community, like community of indie uh game makers making games for the Game Boy right now. Um it's pretty sweet. There's lots of games coming up for the Game Boy all the oh, time.
1: Really? Yeah, I was going to say like limited run and yeah. some stuff with Game Boy as well. Oh man, I'm out of the loop. Yeah. <laughs> um
0: last time we talked last week and you said that you were um studying game design right or programming
3: uh yeah i just finished a degree in a uh, computer science uh so not game design um per se but uh you know it applies to game design and so i'm just uh i'm just running in head first honestly i know nothing about it <laughs> game design that is
0: are you do you play um these like in, indie game boy games at all do you stay up to date on that stuff
3: yeah, I see what other people are doing. Since I especially since I started making this, I uh, you know, I'm interested in seeing how other people do what they're doing. And um yeah, there's a lot of them are on itch.io. And uh yeah. I um I'm on like Discord server for like a game making community there and I'm always checking out what other people are doing.
0: Um, all right, let's uh you know what I wanted to ask you? Um kind of just we had a so many great, interesting topics last time we <laughs> talked, and I'm trying well, not to rehash all of them. Johnny, do it. I'm angry. It was such a good interview, oh. but uh, you know, um, for people out there that may not know the whole history of Math the Band, why don't we talk about how this all started? Um, I was reading about you uh a little bit before we did the interview, and um, read that Math the Band was something you started when you were 16 years old.
3: Yeah, around then, um. How did, yes.
0: uh, how did the band form? How, what was the genesis of Math the Band?
3: Um, I found a cracked version of uh, Fruity Loops and mm-hmm. um, just became instantly obsessed with that and uh, started making, like, I don't know, like 50-track instrumental albums and just handing them out to people at school uh, until, like, some of the cool kids asked me if I would want to, like, play a local show And then i was like never thought about that but like i'll put something together and uh it just kind of kept snowballing from there uh i did it for like five or six years solo with like either a laptop or a a a mannequin with a boombox on their head playing like instrumental tracks and then i would wear like costumes and like jump around and like be real silly and stuff uh and then I started playing as a two piece with my uh, partner at the time, uh, Justine, and started playing guitar and they started playing uh, half of a drum kit and keys and uh, did that for a while until I kind of was like this feels like too too simple. Uh, wanted to like try something that was more challenging. Uh, and so we dropped the tracks all together and put together a seven piece band to play all of those songs live. Um, and that was called Matt, the band, the band, and uh, did that for a few years. And now we are paired down to a four piece that is playing alongside with like synthesizers and tracks. So it's kind of like a version 2.0 and version 3.0 uh, put together. And that's where we are now. Oh that's my awesome. God. You've
0: been like all over the map. Just with Matt, the band, you've kind of experienced every iteration of the music the band that you, you were a solo act, you were a two piece, mm-hmm. seven piece and now pared down to four. Uh when you what were you listening to in high school? What, what what kind of music were you into at the time when you were making these tracks that you were handing out to people?
3: Ska. Really? You were into ska? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah.
1: What can you name some of your favorite ska bands? Cuz me too. Oh yeah. I mean at the time
3: Catch twenty two, the Amazing. hippos, yeah. Um, day nineteen. I mean, I was into five iron frenzy. I my first band was like a pop punk band where everybody else were Christians and we practiced in their church basement. So like, you know, five iron frenzy, some good old Christian ska. You know, that's what uh, it gets the teens pumped up, right?
1: Yeah, uh, you, you're like the <laughs> to the the cool ska bands. I was like, I was also listening to Catch twenty two <laughs> and Streetlight Manifesto because I grew up in New Jersey. But I was also like. Really into Big D and the Kids Table, and every time oh, I go back, wow, to- man, me too. Okay, <laughs> yeah, dude! This interview just became about ska. <laughs> Literally, um, the only ska band I know is the Aquabats, and Real
0: Big Fish, and Real Big Fish, and Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yeah. So if you're not gonna talk about those three bands, I'm gonna
1: scoop back. Um <laughs> so I'm trying to think of other dude. I feel like ska's making a comeback right now.
3: Oh, absolutely. No I- question.
1: Gen Z is down with ska right now, and I'm I'm here for it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Why? (laughs) Jeff Rosenstock just made a ska version of his whole album, like, dude, it's coming back. We're gonna be skanking the night away. Fuck it. Why did ska go away and why is it coming back now? I think in the 90s it got kind of like put in every movie and TV show. It definitely did. And I think people got sick of it and there are just bands that I feel like that just kept at it and they're slowly like, people are like, oh, this band has been around for like 20 years doing ska. And I feel like they're just coming back. That's my interpretation. I don't I don't know what you think, Kevin.
3: I th- I think that like the core audience never really went away. You just stopped hearing from them. I think that uh I don't know, ska is such a distinctive genre of music that like there's always gonna be people that like absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, maybe so like it just had its moment in the mainstream in the late nineties. Yeah. And then it just went back to its
1: Oh, in Sandbox for a little while? It's on
0: Corner? Yeah, because in,
1: yeah. like, the 80s and 70s, I feel like it was really big in the UK. And then, like, in America, we, fuck it, we fucked it up. <laughs> I feel. As we tend to do. <laughs> so, uh, you
0: were in... Were you, did you say you were in a Christian ska band? Yeah, I want to know more about
3: that. <laughs> I wish. No. I was uh, in a Christian pop-punk band. Oh. I was the only one that was not religious, um funny story actually the band likes to pray before sets and i wanted to be one of the guys you know so i would like stand with them while they were doing that and there's one time that uh it was before our set and we were like out back behind the teen center or whatever and my mom's friend drove by seeing me and these group of people standing outside in a circle and she told them they were smoking outside and i got grounded for like weeks i was like no i was praying with my friends and they were like that's the that's the worst lie i've ever heard
0: that's hilarious! Yeah, right. You were praying before a rock and roll show. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, what was that band called?
3: The Schwartz. Ooh, nice. Like the family from the Christmas story. Oh.
0: Yeah, um, and also, isn't that the Force from Spaceballs? Yeah, the Spaceballs. Yeah. yeah. What was your guys' hit song?
3: I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember anything from that no. band? Um, no, they kicked me out because I wasn't any good. Oh, what did you play in the band? Oh, guitar. Oh, yeah, okay. I wasn't very good.
0: And where are those guys today?
3: Oh, they're like happy with families and kids and all that. Okay, yeah. So they still, gave Actually, up. two of them are still playing music together. They're great. That's awesome. Oh, okay. That's good. At least it's
0: not a story where they kicked you out and you were, you know, went on to be the real musician. And then they were like, "Ah, I wish we would have kept Kevin in.
3: No, we're still on good terms in everything. Uh, Yeah.
0: Oh, well, that's good. That's good. I feel like everybody who's kicked me out of a group. No, I tried to stay on good terms with them. It was, you know, I don't want to have enemies out there
1: so back to ska music no i'm kidding uh so i assume like after a while like i I remember you saying you you got into adam and his package and that was a big influence as well
3: yeah that was another thing i was listening to in high school it wasn't all ska
2: um
3: yeah architecture in helsinki like weird weird like a whispery bell music uh Mm Bell and Sebastian pop music. <laughs> Love the pop music.
1: Um, yeah. Adam and his package I, for me, I think was a big influence just in my life. I feel like just seeing him just be so DIY until mm-hmm. now, like is really cool. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, uh, I should have mentioned Adam and his package, even in like the Genesis of, of this band uh, hearing, Adam and his package song on a comp made me realize like oh shit you can you can be a band with just like weird like beep boop sounds and like an (laughs) annoying voice and uh,
1: (laughs) I took that to heart (laughs) Uh, I also want to talk about uh, FL studio uh, uh, if you're down Uh, I I remember being like At the end of high school and also finding a cracked copy of it and just becoming obsessed Mm -hmm. With FL Slayers, Did you ever oh yeah, dive into that
3: incredible. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. Getting that VST was like a turning point for the band. Absolutely, FL Studio Slayer.
1: Uh, that was a guitar Big VST ups. for yeah. uh, FL Studio. It was fucking awesome. It was like the corniest sounds you'll ever hear in your life, and it, it also shredded.
3: Oh my God, so incredible. Yeah, I think that's trying uh, to. Oh, go ahead. Keep talking. The album, Don't Worry, that's like FL Slayer front to back, baby. Dude. Nothing but.
1: I think um, I saw you guys play at Silent Barn when it was still in that guy's house in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got really hyped when you were playing those songs. And I just yelled, FL Slayer! And then you just went, yeah. And then you went to the next song. <laughs> Spilling the beans! Yeah. I downloaded
0: a... Uh, fruity loops Loops when I was in high school, but I could never figure it out. I feel like I got that and premiere at the same time, and I dove into the video making stuff. Mm. So, Slayer, speaking Greek to me. (laughs) Um, did you always want to be a musician when you were in high school? Did you have other plans? Did you, uh, were you on a different trajectory? And then this just kind of picked up, or
3: I (laughs) think, um, I don't know. I was always like really interested in music. And I think that uh, once I got my first taste of recording my own music and like being able to like not just play something in real time, but to like write something and then do the parts and like construct a recording that just became my clear obsession. And uh, yeah, I don't know if it was ever a conscious choice or anything. It was just uh, what pulled me.
0: How old were you when that happened? When you feel like, when you started recording and, and feeling like, this is what I want to do? Like 12. Oh my God, 12? That's pretty young. Yeah. To, to get to, I don't know, when I was 12, I felt like I was so, uh, you know, had so lo- such low self-esteem. I was like, maybe I want to do this. Maybe I want to do that. Um, when did you first
3: start playing music? Um. So I I started playing cello maybe when I was like eight, okay, and I played that uh, until I don't know like thirteen or fourteen, and then I got a guitar.
0: How does an eight-year-old pick up the cello? Why the cello as an eight-year-old?
3: It was like part of the school curriculum. It was like do I want to do band or orchestra? And like orchestra had cello, violin, or viola, and uh, I don't know. I wanted the big one.
1: <laughs> when, nice. when I was in high school, uh, my friend was in a ska band. Um, I don't know if I want to give them a shout out, but they had the worst name ever. It was called Stolen Oregano, um, and uh, <laughs> and I wanted to be in that band so fucking bad. And they were like, "Bro, join band, like learn trumpet." And I, so I was this close to to bring it back to ska. I was this close to being in a ska band. I don't know why that brought I brought that up, but the cello reminded me the life that could have been dude
0: the guys from stolen oregano yeah. were like join band learn trumpet how's the pandemic been treating you kevin
3: uh it's it's been all right i uh i spent a year of it in school which uh honestly i kind of preferred doing everything uh online um so yeah it, i kept busy uh recording stuff and doing school and uh my normal job is like doing uh, like audio engineering at a a local venue. And uh, we swapped to doing like uh, video recording sessions. And so like, yeah, I've uh, it's been just fine. I I almost feel (laughs) guilty about that. I know lots of people it's been like really uh, hard on, but um, I've been all right.
0: Same for us. We've been thriving. Yeah, <laughs> we we switched totally online, and and things really picked up for us. Have you been uh, recording That's anything great. cool at the venue? Uh, who's been coming through there?
3: So, the venue that I work at, it's a part of a nonprofit organization called AS220, and uh, they operate on like a unjuried, uncensored, like. Anybody can come and we don't give special preference to anyone. And so uh, we get such a large variety of performers coming through as a result. Uh, So we've had like some teenage bands playing their first show. We've had some like experienced local artists. Uh, We've got a couple of comedians coming up. We've had some like performance art pieces with like installations of like a twelve foot pendulum swinging from the ceiling and like all kinds <laughs> of cool stuff. If you uh, if you look up AS220 on YouTube, you can see we uh, air them every Tuesday and Thursday, uh, awesome. and we've I think we've got a good like thirty or forty out at this point.
0: Nice. Do you have a personal favorite or one that stood out to you is particularly impressive or crazy?
3: Ink the urban myth I think was a really good one.
0: Ink the urban myth.
1: Was that a, yeah. is
0: that a musical act?
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. Like whenever I would come to visit you guys, like I was always blown away by AS220. I feel like every like major city, anything should have an AS220. Like uh, it was like a hangout spot, like, uh, like a, like a gallery, a performance space. Like it just, I felt like it, and it was just like, Aggressively cool. Like I just felt like everything was cool there and I, I was like blown away by how just amazing that was You know, it's funny is I feel like people try to start
0: that in San Diego all the time. Yeah, and it, it mm-hmm. fails Tremendously for various reasons. I think it's easier to say every city should have something like that, but to actually do it Really mm-hmm. impressive.
3: Yeah, and it's days? lasted um, You know, I should know exactly how many years Um i it's been around since the 80s it's
0: been around for decades
3: yeah how long have you been with them uh eight years
0: okay it's also what What were you gonna add to that
3: um i was gonna say it's also like housing it's a community housing um that is like a subsidized artist housing essentially um it's just a this incredible sounds incredible
1: do I'm yeah. getting pissed off I I, Listening saw, to you. I <laughs> saw the apartments there and it was like beautiful and they were cheap and I was like this is like I think this is what the the artist ha- like haven that everyone's been looking for Like people thought it was Brooklyn, but then like vice brought, bought all the fucking uh Housing, but it's, it's been in Providence Rhode Island this whole
2: time <laughs> It's really great I uh <laughs>
1: Um, yeah. I wanted to bring up I remember this funny story that happened to me a long time ago when I was wearing a Math the Band shirt uh, you guys have one of my favorite shirts of all time where it just says Dave Math the Band uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> it's tie dye and <clears throat> stuff and I was at Great Adventure and uh, someone came up or someone working there was like hey I love Dave Matthews Band so much and they just kept talking to me for like like a long period of time to the point mm-hmm. where i felt really bad where i was like i don't should i tell them this isn't a,
0: what happened oh fuck
1: uh
0: uh keep going keep, I'll just going. keep going look that, out was, behind I'll you i'll fix that light yeah. Yeah. don't worry
1: um that guy just kept talking to the point where i uh i don't think it's plugged in God, don't worry. uh i just felt really bad <laughs> and after a while i just like cut him off and i was like hey i'm sorry this isn't a dave math matthew's band shirt and he was like "well what is it?" I was like "oh it's it's my friend's <laughs> band math the band." And he was like "okay." And he just walked away. So, I just want to You know say that's exact.
3: You. That's exactly the type of interaction I was trying to engineer with that shirt and so um, you know, score one me.
1: <laughs> I'm glad I can make that happen. <laughs>
0: Um, all right. I want to bring up something because it it was confusing to me. We kind of talked about it last time we did this interview, but that audio got all jacked up. Uh, according to your Wikipedia, you're on Brinker. You're on the Brinker record label. Uh, people who don't know this Brinker is the company that owns Chili's. I know that because I used to work for Chili's. And when I was doing research on you, you said you had an album out through Brinker International. That's Do right. you have an uh, album out with Brinker International?
3: Um, let's see, it's not on the record. Uh yes, we uh for Flange Factory Five, we've been working in partnership with uh Brinker International Music Holdings. Um, it is a new branch and uh we're their first artist um yeah, it's honestly what we're doing right now would not have been possible if it were not for uh, Brinker and um, the good people that work there. It's um, it's just been a dream and um, enjoyable and uh, nothing about it has been unpleasant at all.
1: Okay. Yeah, because I see you tweeting at Chili's a bunch. Um,
3: yeah, we love Chili's.
1: Oh, yeah? Do you love the other Brinker
0: uh, uh, chains, like Macaroni Grill and On the Border?
3: Uh, I, I don't dislike them or anything. Um, they're no chilies or anything, but uh, they're fine.
1: What about, like, other places like Applebee's or Ruby Tuesday's? or?
3: Um, honestly, I, if, if other restaurants exist, I just kind of try to shut it out. Okay. Um, we just have a relationship with Chili's that um, you can't really compare to anything
2: else.
0: <laughs> okay. So, uh, is there any chance that Matt the Band will be in a Chili's commercial at some point?
3: Um, well, you could say that Matt the Band makes Chili's commercials. Um, mm. if you uh if you read through our hit novel Flinch Factory Five, I think um. I think Chili's is mentioned like 80 times. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, Will honestly,
0: uh, not to cut you off, no joke. I, I do think Brinker International has produced one of the catchiest songs of all time.
3: Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Duel of the Deer from our newer album, Flinch Factory 5.
2: No. <laughs> baby
0: Back Ribs. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: I want my baby back. <laughs>
3: So. We on our European tour two years ago, we would enter the stage or at least at a couple of shows, we coordinated with the lighting person so that the lights would go down and we would walk out snapping and going, I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. And we just get stuck in a loop of baby back and just kind of (laughs) chanting it like monotonously until Uh a spotlight hit one of our one of our uh, members, Matt, who has a beautiful voice, and he would belt that out uh, the like Chili's baby, the the song. And the thing is, uh, nobody there had ever heard that song before, and they were just completely not amused people in like Germany and Denmark. They just, uh, but yeah, we did it, uh, several nights. Um, beautiful song. Well,
0: I find that people in Germany and Denmark have no sense of humor.
2: <laughs>
3: so, yeah. You're at, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. I, uh, I look
0: at history. They will confirm just, yes. Denmark, particularly, <laughs> uh, um, I'm flabbergasted. You opened up your show I, yeah. with Chili's baby back ribs. Uh, so I guess the Brinker, you know, connection was always there.
3: Oh yeah. It's been around for a while. Um, they actually, in all seriousness, do uh, send us free Chili's bucks.
0: Shut up. No way. Really? Oh yeah. 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 how that, how'd that
3: happen? They slid into our DMS.
0: Because you were um, just talking about Brinker and Chili's so often. They're like, here's some Chili's money.
3: hmm That's what led to our whole record deal.
0: That's crazy. I didn't know Chili's Bucks was a real thing. And I worked at Chili's.
3: Well, maybe it's not called Chili's Bucks. Gift certificate to Chili's, you know.
0: Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, I should call them Chili's Bucks. Uh, right. Okay. Oh, what were you going to say? Sorry.
3: Oh, I just said, right? Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Right. When I worked at Chili's. This is a funny story. They have, uh, well, I don't know if they still have it, but at the time they had a mozzarella stick platter that would come with seven mozzarella sticks. Mm -hmm. And there was a girl who worked there who was not the smartest person in the world. And for whatever reason, she was convinced that the the plate should only come with six. (laughs) (laughs) And she she thought that having seven mozzarella sticks on the plate was a mistake.
1: I guess so, it's uneven. So yeah.
0: every time somebody would order the mozzarella sticks as she saw it, she would take one and eat it. And then serve the six mozzarella sticks. I think she just wanted to eat one to the customer. This literally happened when I was working there. And then customers started complaining like, hey, we're only getting six of our mozzarella <laughs> sticks. And nobody could figure out what was happening. And they like launched this investigation. They tracked it down to her and realized that she was eating the sticks that she was serving. Um, (laughs) she didn't get fired the long con, the long con. Yeah. And they asked her like, why? And she's like, oh, I thought it was an extra. So I ate it. And then there was the question of why would you eat something off a customer's plate? Even if it wasn't extra, (laughs) just give it to them.
1: This is a testament to the, the, the great food at Chili's. Uh, even the servers can't resist, uh, taking a bite. It's so irresistible. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, I, I mean, I, I have nothing but negative things to say about Brinker because I worked there and it was not a fun time. So maybe we should change the subject. Yeah, cover, cover your headphones. <laughs>
2: um,
0: when, so you're working on this video game. You're working on Flange Factory 5. What's left for Flange Factory 5? What happens next?
3: Um, so next, oh, I'm prototyping Flange Factory 0. Which is, uh, you know, the diet version of the flange pedal. It's what it is, is it's a comprehensive bypass system. Uh-huh. This offers the absolutely like most pristine um, bypass of any module that's currently on the market. <laughs> so
1: it's like um, Anti-flange.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It does not color the audio or like change it like other pedals do. It just leaves all of your tone intact. Flange Factory Zero coming soon. Um, No, in all seriousness, though, we are working on um, Flange Factory Five Factory Reset, uh, Mm -hmm. which is uh, an expanded version of the book, expanded version with uh, illustrations, uh, expanded version of the album with another like 20 minutes of material. Um, And I'm also prototyping Flange Factory 564, which will be the 3D version of the game. Um, yeah, that's what's in store for flange factory five.
1: Wow. That's awesome. So no more music. It's just only flange factory five.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, there's going to be, uh, another like 20 minutes or so of songs added to the record.
0: Okay. Okay. So it just keeps growing. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have a, um, a projected release date or end date for these items?
3: I am hoping to release them. Or I'm hoping to finish uh, them by the end of the summer. Yeah, um, the game specifically. So the game engine I'm using, uh, I would like to shout out. It's called uh, GB Studio um, mm-hmm. it is, uh just incredible. It's the tool that I'm using to make the game and it is uh, free. Uh, it's a free program. Um, there is I'm kind of waiting for the Updated version of it because yeah. it has a lot of features that uh, would benefit the game. Um, and so basically, kind of waiting for that.
0: Okay. Um, it's so interesting. I think that, you know, Matt, the band, I feel like everything you do, there's like a subtle sense of humor to it.
2: I, dare I, you. I don't, oh, I don't know
0: if you've picked up on this. I feel um, like you know. I'm not going to say what you're doing is not entirely serious. It's just there's there's like an added element to it. Matt, the band is more than just a band. I kind of said this last time we talked. The, yeah. the whole it's project, also a it's, bit. It's more of like an art project. Um, you know, there's music and there's all these uh, ancillary pieces of media and and. Who do you, uh, where do you draw inspiration you from? Are? Like, who do you consider yourself to, uh, who do you consider to be contemporaries of math, the band? I don't place you just like with all the other regular bands out there. Cause I feel like there's so much more to it than just like waiting for the new album and going to see the live shows. How do you approach this project?
3: Um, I definitely wouldn't use the word contemporary <laughs> uh, with anyone. Um, but I very much look up to, like, uh, Nathan Fielder. Mm. Um, I kind of want to be the Nathan for you of bands, in a way. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. And that's it. Uh, there's no one else. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, there's nothing conscious anyway. Nathan Fielder is a conscious thing, I try to think of, like... You know, okay, you know in a outside weird side of the box ideas like he does Sorry. You kind of remind me of guar A little bit I know nothing about guar other than like what you would catch from Just existing in uh, society. I uh, have never done a guar deep dive. Maybe I should
0: Oh man guar Maybe I should deep dive them as well, but from my understanding They're pretty awesome uh, oh, yeah. Like, I think Guar started as an art project more than just being a band. And so they wanted to be this band of these creatures with this. So it was more about presenting the story of Guar and the characters of Guar. And they just happened to be in this band. So the music was an afterthought
2: hmm. to
0: like the production itself, which was just that these things exist. Because, um, yeah, I don't know if they ever had like a big hit album. I couldn't name specifically any great guar songs, but Mm -hmm. I just feel like them existing and just the performance of it all is kind of the whole point. Like guar being on Sally, Jesse Raphael in the nineties, you know? Mm -hmm.
3: Um, Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely appreciate that. I, uh, I like Guar, despite not having like ever put on one of their records. I absolutely love the fact that they are exist, that they exist in our in this world. Yeah, um, I, I do. I like bands that build a whole like world uh, like uh, the Aquabats also do that. Uh-huh. Um, You're not uh, going to like this for... insane clown posse. You don't know what I'm going to like or not. <laughs> you down <laughs> um, with the clown? Yeah. I that's a that's another situation of I've never put out an ICP album, but like I know what they are. I appreciate that they're there and I'd rather them be here than not. If yeah, if that makes if that makes any sense, like I'm glad that they're here. It's not necessarily for me, but like. All the power to them, um, the proto men are another one of those kind of mm-hmm. bands uh, and some friends that I would want to shout out. Those guys are. uh Incredible. Yeah. Um
1: Saw them at Magfest. Yeah,
3: out, they've been Man. around for yeah. a while.
0: Um, Mega sixty four, the Proto Men, Map the Band. We've kind of crossed paths uh, like throughout the past decade, just going to different gaming events and conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever like actually met those guys though. So we me talk to them sometime. Are you That's looking forward to returning to conventions? Are you are you going to be going um, to any conventions coming up when they start opening up?
3: Um. I don't have any plans to right now. Yeah. Um I I don't know. Maybe this will make me popular. I've never gone to a convention that I didn't uh perform at. Uh I don't know. The crowds kind of make me a little bit uh it's like not really uh my scene, I guess. I don't know.
0: That's totally fine. Oh, I yeah. I prefer uh working a convention than just attending it. Mm Because you kind of get to skip all the bullshit, you know, you can avoid the crowd to get preferential treatment. But what about performing even? Do you have plans to to perform again?
3: No, no plans to, but I would absolutely love to. And yeah, I agree. When you're there and you're performing, you always have the like backstage place that you can run to if you like need some space and want to get out of a crowd, et cetera. Um, But yeah, I um, would love to get back into that.
1: Hell yeah. Um, last interview, uh, we brought, I brought up a story and if you're not down to tell it again, please tell me, but I would love for it to get out here. If you're down to tell the shark attack story again. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Um,
3: so this is a story.
0: Shark attack is a song you wrote and you want to do a video for it, right? Yeah. Because last yeah, time you um, said the shark attack story, and I was like, this dude got attacked by a shark. <laughs> you know, that wasn't the story at all.
3: Um so yeah, Shark Attack was one of the first songs that I made with like lyrics in it. And um the summer after I graduated high school, I got uh a message from this person who was starting uh they're trying to like start their own MySpace type of a website. And they had uh found their daughter was a fan from like MySpace. And uh, they offered to pay me to travel down to South Carolina to film a music video for the song Shark Attack. And um, they said that it can be whatever you want. We've got like a soundstage. Like, what do you want to be in the music video? And I kind of tried to call their bluff by just like coming up with stuff that they would say no to. I was like, all right, I want to be like flying through the air. and I (laughs) want there to be like Martians with like, you know, tinfoil hats and like green makeup and like all of this ridiculous stuff. And they were like, yep, yep sounds good. Cool. See you on this date. And uh, I drove down to South Carolina and show up at this TV studio. And there are like maybe a dozen what seemed like children uh, all wrapped up in like actual tinfoil, not like silver Uh, costumes actual tinfoil and like makeup and stuff and you know it's the middle of the summer in South Carolina (laughs) and they've got they put me up in a harness and I'm swinging around and there's kids like dancing on the floor and stuff and an hour or two into this the kids start passing out from the heat at least uh, a couple of them are like need to be taken away and uh I'm just Literally up in a harness for like four or five hours singing the same song over and over as like kids are passing out around me. It was uh, one of the more bizarre scenes that I have ever uh, been a part of, I have to say.
0: Um, wow. (laughs) I didn't pass out until I was an adult. And I can't, I was never in a situation so strenuous as a
1: child that it caused me to pass out. Like, were they singing or were they just like dancing?
3: they were just like dancing um you know what, maybe i shouldn't say pass out like you know collapsed you know yeah a, oh a gentle a gentle collapse they i'm probably just saying didn't lose that sounds pretty
0: traumatic
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah looking back at it now it seems like that definitely should not have been happening like um, i would be
0: angry at my mom if she's like you're doing a music video and i passed out wearing a foil suit but that is not your fault. That's not your fault. Those are the parents. You know, it's their obligation. You're just there to get a cool video. Um, right. Is the world ever going to see that footage? Mm.
2: Maybe.
3: Probably not. I, uh, I pulled it off of the internet. That website never even launched, I don't think. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Probably not.
0: You know what I would love take this if you want that should be a level in flange factory five yeah (laughs) the like harness guy with all the little with all the little tinfoil kids oh yeah that's the stage i don't know what the gameplay is or the objective but that's such a great setting
3: um absolutely (laughs) that's what i think
0: you know it's like the moon level
1: in ducktales you just like zero gravity and you're like floating around yeah (laughs)
0: um okay you know the last thing i mean we've been talking to you for almost an hour here and it's great oh, wow. uh but one of the you know i don't want to rehash the conversation we had last time but i do think that one of the things i thought was really interesting and i think our fans out here uh would like to hear about is um you know kind of your experience and this is something i can relate to as well being a creative person and building a career about around something that you started when you were a kid, when you were in high school and kind of how, you know, all these years later, you're kind of stuck with the thing you came up with when you were 16 or 17. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you feel about that situation? What's your response to uh, Math the Ban being something that you have identified with for so long.
3: i It's something where like. The moniker has stayed the same. But like the project really. Has been entirely different things. Um, sometimes I feel like it would have been. Like more appropriate to change names. When like the style. Or like the way that the music was made. Changed but. There are lots of bands that I love. That have basically existed as entirely different bands. Like Ween for example. Like yeah. Uh. And yeah. so I, uh, you know, it's it's embarrassing sometimes. Like, I don't like listening to the stuff that I made when I was a teenager or like even in my early 20s sometimes. But uh, I don't know. It's also it's a it's a real special thing to hold an identity like that for so long. And uh, I'm glad that I didn't start over.
0: Yeah. I know a lot of bands that changed their name when they started getting a little bit of fame and then mm-hmm. the fame like disappeared because it was like, who is this new band? Right. Uh, yeah. Specifically there were some bands here in San Diego. I'm not going to name drop them, but they started getting like written about in, in like magazines and blogs all over the country and they hated their name. And they're like, well, now that they're writing about us in blogs, we got to get a cool name. And they changed <laughs> their name and like the career disappeared. So we were like, we, we, we know the band that you were, not this new band. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I can relate having made Mega64 when I was 17, and I look back at some of the, especially because it's a comedy show, I look back at some of the things we were doing, trying to be funny, and it's like so cringy now. Comedy mm-hmm. has a shelf life yeah. that's a lot shorter than, uh, than other art forms. True. Um, sure. I think yeah. it goes stale a lot quicker than music or, or like a drama literature, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any things in particular that you look back on as shining achievements from your early years? You're like, if it could only be this thing, I would be happy.
3: Um, no, I, uh, I genuinely think that, uh, everything that I've done has been better than the thing that was before it, or at at least to me. And, um, if anything, so like here, here's the thing, uh, as the current band set up, we are currently re-recording every one of our albums. Whoa! Um, from don't worry, get real, um, stupid and weird. And the original songs from the album, we've started recording, get real over Mm -hmm. and we are, uh, we're like a third through with it right now. Uh, we're taking the original album files, taking out like the Slayer, like the cheesy fake guitar and putting in like real like good guitar, <laughs> mixing the drum machines with real drums, okay. uh, like putting the synthesizer, like the MIDI into like better synthesizer and s- stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, Th- they, there you go. Going back and like kind of correcting uh things or doing it with the knowledge and skill that I did that I have now and did not have then um yeah owning it
1: I didn't like we just do that recently too with Teenage Dirtbag have you heard about that Mm-mm. they didn't have the yeah. r- the original masters to like li- for licensing Yeah. so they had to re-record it like painstakingly yeah to the point where like they re-uploaded it to YouTube and they got a copyright strike from the against original- themselves yeah
0: so <laughs> wow um what about, like, all, maybe, what about, what if the Slayer guitars make it good, though?
3: <laughs> well, then that album already exists. Yeah. You know?
0: I guess that's true. I guess you're not getting rid of anything.
3: Yeah. And also, in the process of re-recording every album, we're learning every song, and so at a live show, one day we might be able to take, like, any request from any album type that's of a awesome.
0: thing. Oh, you're building up your arsenal. That's cool. Yeah um where do you see math the band going where it's because it's such an open-ended project with so many different facets and media um pieces to it like what is the ultimate end goal and i know you just shrugged (laughs) but i still want you to try to answer
3: um a
0: cult legitimately yeah sure math the cult i can see that i can see that band I think cults are the next cool thing. Yeah, Jared Leto yeah. has his cult. I think you could do a cult that is a uh, little tongue-in-cheek where it is a cult, but, you know, not with all the heavy fake religion, but all of yeah. the pageantry and loyalty.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I did have an idea for releasing a record that is also like a, there will only be like say 300 copies of it and it's also a 300 member club and the only way you pay for it is by signing a piece of paper saying that we have your soul now and, and but then you can only those... get
0: 300 of them
3: <laughs> yeah okay well what do you yeah. do with all the pieces of paper um mail them into brinker international as uh as per our contract of course of course
0: yeah well when when is, is that uh could that potentially still happen sometime?
3: Uh yeah, God willing.
0: Okay, all right, nothing's <laughs> off the table. Uh, well, that's wonderful, Kevin. I I think uh, I want to thank you for joining us. We've been talking for like almost an hour here, and we've covered so many different topics. <laughs> I yeah, I ska. think I, I've run out of things to talk about,
1: Gwar. unless we want to go back to ska and guar. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to say like, uh, Matt the band means a lot to me. So I I just want to say that like I wouldn't be here doing anything if it wasn't for like. Working on those music videos for you guys. We didn't even mention that you've done music videos Uh, for (laughs) Kevin and Matt, the band. Like when I first uh, went to art school, like seeing you guys play a bunch of shows, like was super uh, eye opening and like inspiring for me. Mm -hmm. And so I owe a lot to Matt, the band. And I just want to say thank you.
3: I love you, Johnny. Love you too. Johnny has made the absolute best music videos for our band. Uh, Didn't have time to think January 2008. I hope you die. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Absolute mensch.
2: <laughs> well, I'll add to
0: that too. That uh I'm happy to like meet you and talk to you because I feel like Mega 64 and Matt the Band have always crossed paths kind of mm-hmm. vicariously at all these events. So I know there's like a huge crossover in kind of our audiences and our interests. So
3: yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled to be uh meeting up like this also, and I hope that uh we see more of each other.
0: I know. I wanna okay. I wanna be in Flange Factory 5. Me too.
3: Let's uh, let's talk.
0: I want to start the Flange Factory 5 YouTube channel.
2: We'll talk (laughs) after the
0: show. Uh, Kevin, thanks for for, for talking to us today. Um, If people want to find Flange Factory 5 or Math the Band, where do they go online?
3: Uh, Flangefactory5.com takes you to our Bandcamp page because we don't have a real website.
0: That's all you need to know. And if they (laughs) want to get the energy drink and the pedal and the video game,
3: All they have to do is have a time machine because everything's sold out except for the vinyl right now and the video game isn't out yet. But there will be more uh, with the release of Flange Factory 5 Factory Reset.
0: That's right. So plug in and stay tuned and you don't want to miss the next releases. Nope. Um, All right, Kevin, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much for
1: having me. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye bye. Bye.
0: All right, we're back. Are you still watching Quarantine Cast? Thank you. Do you not have any plans for today? I mean, we're <laughs> don't don't make them turn it off. We're like 90 minutes into the show. Yeah, are you doing and, anything for the Fourth of July? Uh, I think I still got like another hour left yeah. of uh, content Just here. Fucking strap in, bro. Am I doing anything for the Fourth of July? Hanging out with you. Ooh, hell yeah, my Let's, bud. You let know, let I think I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get some fireworks. We're gonna get some uh, Budweiser beer. I love Budweiser. It's the only beer can with an American flag on it as far as I know. I think we're going to so. get some red-blooded steaks cuz we ain't vegan and we're going to sing proud to be an American until our neighbors fight us, those damn communists.
1: Um, are, do you think we're going to put up any 4th of July decorations? <clears throat> You know, uh, there's a couple of freaks in my neighborhood, uh, that already
0: have 4th of July decorations up that have been up for like a month. And Uh I feel like, are you part of some secret society? You know, like, where do you get this stuff? I don't even know how, where do you get the American flag drapes and like the half circle like, (laughs) uh, Amazon probably uh, Yankee doodle all from China. Like it, it looks like they're running a, a presidential campaign from 1865 at that house. <laughs> yeah. There's I all that old fashioned about. red, white, and blue, like frills and trills and decorations hanging out and their thrills. windows and on their porch and
1: stuff. Like I have a video of some cool 4th uh, of July decorations. Oh, see those. fire it up. Um, it's a lot. Let's see if they can
0: outdo my neighbor.
1: No sound here, but. Okay, 2020. Yeah. Cool. It's a yeah. lot of flags. Whoa. That's a lot of. Whoa. That's a lot. Of,
0: uh, <laughs> that's a lot of flags that aren't the American flag. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that just. Whoa, yeah, fraud. Is so Whoa, uh,
1: cool. oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, my God, dude
1: that is uh that's that's something man that is fucking something <laughs> i'm yeah I'm, I'm not even making fun of that guy this guy's dead that person or that person is dedicated to i don't know. think i've ever loved anybody as Me much either. as
0: that homeowner loves donald trump I, I i don't think i could love a politician that much i don't think i could love another human that much like I don't think I could love anybody to the point where I have multiple flags with their name on it, flying mm-hmm. over my house and a billboard where a Photoshop of them as Rambo. <laughs> like who would I do that for? I don't, I don't, I don't like realistic. anybody. I don't even like myself that really? much. Yeah. Like I couldn't do it that with my own name. You imagine like driving past my house and it's like Derek, 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 yeah. Acosta, He's the best. And it's me like (laughs) as John Rambo, like, (laughs) eh,
1: like, Uh, yo, that's psycho. I'm really trying to think who, who I would do that for. And I really, I'm racking my fucking brain. I I, definitely not a politician. Like definitely not a politician. Um, I I got nothing.
0: I don't believe in anybody as much as that guy believes in Donald Trump. Yeah. Like nobody's worth it. Uh, that was thank you. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> And low Welcome. key, I think that is kind of how my neighbor feels too. Oh, 100%. Uh, with yeah. all of their decorations, they're just not so overt with it. Um, here's a story coming out of New Zealand that fucked me up. No, God. Uh, A woman from Christchurch had a tiddlywink stuck up her nose for 37 years. What's a tiddlywink? A tiddlywink is a a piece from a board game. It's like a scorekeeping piece of plastic. Yeah. That apparently um, this woman, let me find her name here. Mary McCarthy had a pain in her right nose. uh, And she went and she got a COVID test. You know, and they put that thing way up your nose. And after the COVID test, she was having like really bad sinus problems. She went and got an x-ray and the doctors are like, have you ever shoved anything up your nose? It's like that Simpsons episode with the crayon. Yeah. And she relayed this story to them. Apparently in the 70s, when she was eight years old, she was playing tiddlywinks with her seven brothers. (laughs) And they started putting the thing up their nose, uh, the game pieces, and blowing them out to see how far they could launch them. And she said she accidentally snorted the tiddlywink up her nose when she was eight years old and it disappeared. She said, this is the part that messed me up. Uh, One time I accidentally inhaled one instead of blowing it out and I was a bit too scared to tell my mother. So I didn't tell her. I remember being terrified at the time thinking, where has it gone? Not one to complain. She put the accident in the back of her mind and carried on with her life. For 37 years, she had trouble breathing out of her right nostril. After she got no this one... COVID test, it Holy dislodged shit. something in her skull. They did a scan, and after a very painful operation, yeah. retrieved the tiddlywink that had been lodged in her head for almost four decades. I have
1: a theory. Uh, apparently, she can breathe better out of her nose now. Oh, you don't say. I have a theory that she knew that was up there and was really afraid of like the process of getting it out. And just was like, I could breathe fine. It's, it's, it's all good. And then that COVID test really fucked it up. I feel, no, I, I feel bad for like the eight-year-old kid who
0: like snorted a game board piece and then just was like, uh, I'm not going to tell anybody. And they just forget about yeah. it. And then like four decades later, they pull it out of your head.
1: Yeah, that was probably a blast from the past. You were probably like, where the fuck did yeah. that come from? Wings. I, I put a Lego up my nose when I was a little kid and got stuck. Did it ever come out? Yeah, I think so. You don't remember. I don't remember. Well, you. I remember it, being stuck up tests. there, and then like I telling a teacher, and it was like a whole process of getting it out. I already told the story on the the show as well when I got the eraser stuck in my ear. Right? Why are you always putting stuff in your head? I I'm dumb. Ah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, gosh. I I always try not to stick anything inside any holes in my head or other parts of my body. To be honest. I'm not a sticker. You're not, you're not into b- body modification. I'm not a I'm not a put in kind of guy. You're I'm a I'm a put fl- out flush out kind of yeah. guy. Yeah, shoot out shoot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially when it comes to my ears and nose. So <clears throat> there's an 80 year old woman who lives in California. She's rich because everybody in California's rich, and she wanted to make her house a Simpsons house. Oh where she decorated it, not the Simpsons, I'm sorry, the Flintstones. Oh. Well, her city sued her and and deemed her house, which you can kind of see on camera here, a public nuisance. (laughs) Uh, Because they said the Flintstones are really ugly. Like your Flintstones house is too ugly. It's a public nuisance. I think that's fucked up yeah
1: why can't she if she's rich enough to make a fucking flintstones house
0: yeah uh she said that she started by just putting out a a statue of dino and fred flintstone and it took off from there soon there was betty and barney and then she modeled the whole house to look like an actual flintstones house and the city started like um you know suing her and giving her cease and desist orders calling her a public nuisance trying to take her down and she's an 80 year old woman yeah well she sued back Cause she's wealthy. And guess what? She won. She said that the city was infringing on her right as an American to enjoy her own property. When, and the city now has to pay her $125,000 in emotional damages. When she won, did she like, did she uh, Yeah, my damn dude! And then slide down the tail yeah, of the Yeah, she dinosaur. shouted in court. You know, I hope she did. If she didn't, then... And then
1: she celebrated with the giant rack of...
0: Yeah, and then she got in her car and pedaled her way, you know, just used her feet to push herself home oh i love that uh that's awesome here's another story that i found uh not so surprising it turns out that um oh 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 wait where's where's the beginning of this i printed out so much of this article
1: (laughs) yeah you walked up to me today i have a lot of stories i do have a lot lot of stories i was hype uh, so
0: apparently, um,
1: prison guards have
0: been using uh baby shark to punish their inmates. Oh God! Um, yeah, and that's it's basically like, I'm just, looping it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm so discombobulated here. Here we go. Two former employees of an Oklahoma county jail and their supervisor with chart were charged with misdemeanor counts of cruelty. Uh, and conspiracy to inflict pain to prisoners after forcing inmates to listen to baby shark on loop and at loud volumes for extended periods of time dude the prison system sucks the prison system in america sucks not only do not only have you watched the hbo television series oz Mm. which pretty much encompasses how shitty it is to be locked in jail but imagine that whole episode you just watched <laughs> they are playing baby shark on
1: loop yeah you could,
0: the whole time
1: yeah do that play an episode of oz and then put baby shark under it the whole <laughs> yeah,
0: time. yeah and you'll understand why these prison guards are being charged with cruel
1: and unusual punishment <laughs> i shouldn't be laughing but that's funny
0: <clears throat> i think it's okay to laugh because baby shark is everywhere and yeah. and you honestly every time you hear baby shark you feel like uh me fucking tortured yeah, I well now you know they actually use that song to actually Jesus torture Christ. people um i don't know if i have the information here oh yeah so these songs that are used um for we'll call them enhanced interrogation techniques that's the- that's euf- catchy name. That's the euphemism for torture that we use in America here. <laughs> these songs that are used for enhanced interrogation techniques are classified, uh, well, they have certain tendencies that make them good for enhanced interrogation. Uh, and Repetition? they are cla- they are classified as earworms. Kind okay. of these, you've heard of the term earworms. Yeah. Uh, the songs that are most likely to get stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, I feel like that's the key. Sometimes you get a song stuck in your head and they're like, I love this song, but sometimes, it's a song that you would pay a million dollars to never have yeah. to think about and you cannot get it out of your head. It is those songs that are most um, used oh, for fuck. these purposes. And there's actually- There's more than one song? Yeah, you've never heard of this before? No. I first heard of Earworms and Audio.
1: Torture? Um, oh
0: well torture i guess like why would use it like audio interrogation psychology or like um psyops
1: that's what we call it (laughs) everything you're saying sounds like a noise uh music album title like psyops fucking audio torture yeah Uh, (laughs) I i
0: first heard about this when i was a kid because do you remember hearing about the events of waco texas no where okay so basically there was this cult in Waco, Texas, okay, and these uh, cult members, they kind of barricaded themselves inside of a house with AK-47s, and it was a bunch of families in there. So the men were armed and were having a standoff with the government, okay. Um, but they also had like a bunch of women and children in there. And so the government was hesitant to send forces in because they didn't want anything bad to happen to these women and children okay. who were there voluntarily. It was just a situation they are like, well, this is crazy. How are we gonna get these people out? One thing they did, this was in like 1993. Oh, yeah, I did hear about this. Yeah, they brought in these giant, uh, I think they make fun uh, of it in the
1: Tenacious D. They show. do, yeah. it's
0: a famous thing yeah. from the 90s. They make fun of it in a lot of comedy, uh, shows at the time. They yeah. got these super loud, uh, speakers and they blasted Metallica, hell yeah, for 24 hours, day and night <laughs> at the Waco compound, uh, just like the Wailing guitars, and they would blast other songs. Uh, as well and then it later came out that i heard about that when i was a kid and the story resurfaced during the bush administration because they were using those techniques to interrogate people at guantanamo bay where they would take soldiers um who were believed to be members of al-qaeda and they would lock them in a room and they would play the barney song over that and sucks. over for hours i love you yeah. you love me we're just one big family which is fucking ironic <laughs> the message of that song being used to torture uh, people in the war on terror, a little ironic. Um, that was the last time I had heard about these earworms. It really hasn't been in the news that much since uh, the Guantanamo Bay yeah. stuff. But, uh, but back to my point here, there is a list of the top 10 earworm songs. I don't know, like, what is this top 10 list? Did they get some CIA guy back? Like, my favorite songs for torture <laughs> suspected terrorists. Let me show you my personal playlist. This is CIA Mojo's top 10 (laughs) songs for torturing people. Have Uh, you ever felt tortured? The study broke down some of the most popular earworms according to 3,000 researchers who were surveyed. So these are the songs. Dude, what's insane is that... Lady Gaga is all over this list. Lady Gaga, she rules. Is like top tier psychological warfare <laughs> musician. Okay. In Damn. fact, the number one song. I bet she loves that. On earworms is "Bad Romance." Ooh, that's a good song. Uh, number two is "Can't Get You Out of My Head" by Kylie Minogue. I don't think I've ever heard that song, which is probably lucky I for think me because I, I would go insane apparently. Don't stop believing by Journey. I can see that one. If you lock me in a cell, a prison cell, and yeah. for 5 hours this Don't stop believing. I will tell you anything. You'll end yourself like the Sopranos. Yeah. Somebody that I used to know by GoTiee. Oh. oh, fuck that. Oh, I'm just imagining day 5 of somebody that I used to know. Yeah. Ugh. Now, I'll start making up shit at that point. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you where the next attack is. Just turn the fucking song off. <laughs> fucking go ta the the more we go down the list the more i'm imagining being tortured by these songs yeah moves like jagger by maroon oh. five california girls katy perry they're all
1: pop songs they're, yeah the bohemian rhapsody by queen I mean, that one's weird to me because I feel like that has so much shit going on in it that it like I felt it w- the same it way. It would stay interesting for a while. I if you hear anything a million times, you'll go crazy. But like I feel like these earworms, uh,
0: they all have a sense of repetitiveness to them that yeah. I don't immediately associate
1: with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, because all those other songs are just like uh you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, 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 and then they're done. And so it's just like mm. it'll just be looping the same shit over and over again drive you fucking insane. But yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody has like mad verses. Uh, you know, maybe they're just playing that I'd one break, part sorry. over
0: and over. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: a little silhouette of a man got a moose. <laughs> that would drive me crazy. We're gonna get uh, dinged for yeah. that. Sorry, we just we just got demonetized Damn. on the show. They thought I was actually Freddie. Uh, Alejandro by Lady Gaga and Poker Face by Lady Gaga Damn, round out the top there. the top ten, and then uh, Baby Shark, of course. Anyways, audio torture audio torture. <laughs> that's that's the name of my new kink
1: dude audio torture what's uh, up no i was gonna say i have some videos if you wanna yeah let's let's look at some videos sure i really like this video a lot uh it's it's short but it's a uh, short but sweet think We have another. There's a lot of superheroes. Who's this? That's Daddy Dark Daddy Batman. Oh, the Dark Knight. I'm <laughs> the guessing, dark right? Night, yes. do you find not only with movie characters, but do a lot of people request
0: to be movie actors or actors, Daddy you? Yes, Batman, yes, kind of
2: yeah, absolutely. Okay, guys,
0: come
1: on around. We want to
2: make sure we get
1: everyone in. Who's next? Come dude, on, the Box come five on. person was like, What the fuck did you just call? <laughs> do you want me to play it again? I do, but what I what I
0: noticed immediately is like I'm not sure these kids actually know this guy. Oh, yeah. Their reaction is like, Mom, who is this? Yeah. Also, it's Daddy Batman. Daddy Batman comes out <laughs> so confidently. <laughs> and then immediately you see all his confidence fucking drain yeah. from him as he shrivels up and has this body yes. language, like, is this okay for me to do? I'm gonna get off camera. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah, let's watch it again and watch the the transformation here. Oh, I think we have another. There's a lot of superheroes. Who's this? I'm Daddy, Daddy Batman. Oh, I'm probably behind you.
2: Oh. Ooh, my keep is big. <laughs> night, guessing, um, night, yeah. i actually don't know these <laughs>
0: kids. Actually, uh, uh, yeah.
1: I don't yeah. I don't know if don't
0: I'm allowed to be wearing this. I'd I'd see? appreciate yes. it if you didn't yeah. use this footage. <laughs>
2: actually, yeah, I didn't even but. notice sure that. that. He's nervously really yeah. touching his
0: fingers. Yeah. Dude, that's amazing. The ears uh are are not pointy too. They're like they're like uh
1: goofy ears.
0: That's crazy. Uh Daddy Batman. Shouts
1: out to Daddy Batman. What else he got uh okay this one i don't know how much we're gonna get through this but apparently in uh mcdonald's canada okay decided on a new technique to uh uh advertise their food okay they decided to go with a youtube trend here uh oh God. A, a, you know a favorite of mine which is asmr Put your headphones on and get ready for it. Um, so they did a little no. M- McDonald's Is it somebody eating?
0: No, I'm scared. The sound of something new.
1: We're, we're about to tingle
0: your ears. What? Also your get dance the dance fuck dance. out of my brain, McDonald's. Going to fuck you. going to sound of something new at McDonald's. This sucks. <laughs> That's what I said. This is offensive. <laughs> this offense. <laughs> this is like... I, I feel like I'm being assaulted. You want to talk about advanced interrogation Dude, techniques? That's it. Put this McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> bullshit on loop. This is what my nightmares sound
1: like. Ah! Oh, wait, hold on. this is, uh, ASMR, some grilling burgers. Through
0: the mouth. I. I, <laughs> <laughs> should, I just, should I stop this, this? The more I listen to this, the more it makes me want to scream. I just feel like this causes severe pangs of anxiety Let's to strike begin. through my core. Today, it's pretty eerie,
1: like just the audio waveform, like...
2: burger from McDonald's, Canada. It's inspired by a classic one might even say...
1: I Does McDonald's know that ASMR has like vaguely so erotic properties? They no. have to. Yeah, I mean... I love ASMR. I understand that some people go too far with it where they're just like licking your ears and shit. But like, I fall asleep to ASMR pretty much most nights. There's
0: ASMR that's relaxing. Oh yeah. But then there's ASMR that is arousing.
1: Yeah, I don't like when- And it's in a strange, bizarre way. Yeah. I don't like when it's like a girl like really close to me, like trying to be sexy. I don't either. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. I, I, I started looking up unintentional ASMR where it's just like, a, like a dude giving a speech at a college but has a, like a, a soft voice. I like that like I love shit like that or
0: Bob Ross I feel oh, like yeah, is unintentional ASMR where just the sounds of the brushes
1: on the canvas yeah. are very relaxing exactly I love that shit
0: but the McDonald's ASMR is the uncomfortable like stop trying to get so close
1: to me ASMR that I really hate I'm just, I bet you I bet you there was a video they like that sounds like a dude that does ASMR that they hired. Yeah. And then they're like, this is too much. Make it a fucking audio waveform or some shit. That was some professional ASMR right there. <laughs> oh, they're called ASM, ASM artists, dude. Do you think I can be an ASM artist? I think so. It's pretty easy. Wanna try it? <clears throat> Let me zoom in on you.
2: Welcome to the quarantine cast. Today we're going to be watching some videos that are slightly disturbing, but mildly amusing and funny. We're also going to be
0: reviewing articles of offbeat and bizarre news from around our country, America the Beautiful, and the world at large. Oh no, it looks like my news reports are
2: a little out of order here, I think. I think I might have to uh, readjust the papers. Oh yeah, the papers are very organized now. I'm getting a little horny.
1: All right, we're gonna and stop the it there.
0: We're gonna stop it there. We're gonna stop it.
1: Oh, dude, this dude, there's gonna be some people that like clip that out, fall asleep to that.
2: I That's could be a,
0: I could be an ASMR artist. Yeah. I believe that I can do anything I put my mind to. I might have to put ASMR artist on my list. <laughs> on
1: your resume, dude. On my resume. Uh should I keep going here? Or do you have any more news stories? Um yeah, speaking of fast food, Ooh. the last
0: Arthur Treacher's. In America. what is that? You ever heard of Arthur Treacher's? No. Apparently, Arthur Treacher's is a fast food uh, one-time uh, fast food empire. Arthur oh. Treacher's operated over 800 restaurants here in America serving fish and chips.
1: Ooh, I love fish and chips.
0: Well, as of 2020, 2021, uh, there were only two Arthur Treacher's still open in America. And on June 15th, The Garfield Heights, Ohio store closed its doors, leaving Arthur Treacher's in Cuyahoga Falls. Are they going to do a documentary on that shit? Like the fucking blockbuster? The last Arthur Treachers in America. I've never been to Arthur Treachers. I don't really like fish and chips. Out here, we have Long John Silvers, okay? Which Uh, are also closing. I'm from California. Yeah, because fast food fish sounds like food poisoning waiting to happen. Exactly. But I want to put a challenge out. I don't know if we can do this. I don't know if we can pull this off. Do you think we have the reach? Do we have anybody in Cuyahoga Falls? Can you go to the last Arthur Treacher's in America? Can you go there wearing some Mega64 merch, snap a photo of yourself in that Arthur Treacher's and send it our way. We will feature your photo on this show if and only if we have an internet soldier out there who can accomplish this task. I do not know if it can be done. If you want to get a video in there too, like, fuck it, we'll play. Get a video. We show videos all the time. Get a video. We'll review your video. We'll react to your video on this show. Dude. Please, if you are close to the last Arthur Treacher's in America, it's in uh, Cuyahoga Falls, a suburb of Akron, Ohio. Oh, if you're in Ohio, I think we do have some people in Ohio. I'm sure we got people in Ohio uh hey organize a meet and greet organize a mega 64 internet soldier uh fish days f- post pandemic fish party arthur party days i would love to get so many mega 64 fans in that arthur Treachers Me that they too. actually have to open up a second arthur Treachers. <laughs> like we stop it at the last Very minute and it goes the other way I like we this. save arthur Treachers from extinction
1: I'm, i'll say it now new favorite restaurant we try to get them in game day yeah they're going to uh, supply the food. Arthur Treachers. Uh,
0: you, you need a podcast to sponsor? Send some merch our Dude. way. Anyways, if you're out there uh, in Ohio, visit that place. Get a video. Get a photo. And if you can get a group of Mega64 fans together and all of you have a shirt on, even better. Um, in fact, if we can get 10 or more people to do it in one photo, I, think gonna, I, think this is I, I will personally uh, make some sort of thank you video post on social media maybe we'll even send you some some merch who knows we'll make this happen we're gonna see how it goes here pray for me in california here pray (laughs) for us all because this is something that affects me personally because i've experienced this this year uh huh. rattlesnakes everywhere the consequences of california's drought oh uh california is going through a drought we're always going through a drought we were going through a mega drought which lasted for a decade then it rained a little bit and people were like the drought's over the drought's not over the drought is ongoing yes but as a side effect of uh the environment changing here rattlesnakes are increasingly coming into areas that they did not used to populate including people's homes neighborhoods uh and just highly uh, trafficked areas around San Diego and Southern California. I personally have been out hiking recently for the past few months. I've been seeing rattlesnakes with my own eyes. I've heard like pretty much every week, somebody on Facebook is posted like, here's a photo of a rattlesnake I saw. I'm on trails and people are like, did you see the rattlesnake? We just walked past one.
1: Oh, God. They're fucking everywhere. That's scary. You ever had to deal with a rattlesnake? No, I've never lived in a place where like there's anything more than like garden snakes. San Diego has rattlesnakes. Yeah. Oh, the whole Southwest. I'm going to get you a rattlesnake. I'm going to get you
0: a rattlesnake encounter. Can you give me the Texas rattlesnake? You don't ever go on hikes with me? Yeah.
1: Would you like to? Sure. I, I've wanted to get into hiking. Really? Yeah. You're going to see a rattlesnake. I mean, I'm down to see one. <laughs> I don't want to get bitten by one. I
0: don't want to get bitten by one either, but yeah. I, I don't know if you are down to see one. What, every time I see a rattlesnake, it ruins my day. Well, technically, I've seen them at the zoo, I think. Behind glasses,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: Out in the wild, it's just a bitter reminder that, oh my God, they could be anywhere. And you
1: just start looking around yeah. and you're like, oh my God, rattlesnakes! How venomous are rattlesnakes? Uh, I, You don't want to get bit by one. Okay,
0: because I didn't know if it was... like Basically, my understanding is... The baby rattlesnakes will kill you and the adult rattlesnakes will ruin your day. Oh, God. Well, at least it's not a cobra. Yeah, thank God we don't live in India where they have cobras. <laughs> I will give you that. Um,
1: My story got cut off here. Someone commented, I wish I could remember what they said, but they literally wrote out how we can print out articles without this happening. That's so nice. <laughs> they they, they said a whole thing They're like, oh, you could do it in this way and you'll, you'll get the whole article. Uh, check out previous the previous episode's comments. Someone wrote something nice. Through. I'm going to have to look it up, man. Yeah. They're, they're looking out for us. I'm going to skip
0: that story. It was basically, I'll give you the gist of it. A guy went to McDonald's and they forgot to give him his dipping sauce. <laughs> so he called them up and threatened to blow them up. Wow. With a bomb. Uh, but, but he just used the phone number from his house. So McDonald's called the police and the police came back and just star 69, the guy, uh, and that he was like, yeah, that was me.
1: So they went and arrested him. Wow. That's a, that's a good story. I like that one. Yeah.
0: But you know what? After listening to that McDonald's ASMR.
1: Yeah. maybe
0: that guy's not such a villain after all. Who knows? Yeah. Who's the, who's Um, the real villain? All right. I told you about the woman from New Zealand who had the toy stuck up her nose for 37 years. Now I'm going to tell you about the woman from Australia who woke up with an Irish accent after going under surgery.
1: That's not real. It is real. What the fuck? Uh,
0: a woman from Australia, uh, had her tonsils removed, uh, And when she awoke from surgery, she found that she had a strange new accent that she couldn't place. Uh She also said that upon singing in the shower, she was a better singer and could now hit notes that she was previously (laughs) unable to hit. Uh, After calling a friend of hers who had traveled all over the world, the two of them pinpointed that she had indeed developed an Irish accent. She returned to the hospital to get a brain scan to see if somehow her tonsil surgery her, her had, skull was just full of Guinness. I don't know, crossed wires, or Sorry, yeah, somebody me. dropped some Guinness in there. <laughs> Apparently, there was um nothing wrong with her brain, but she was diagnosed with something called this is a great name, foreign accent syndrome
1: or fas for short i bet you didn't know foreign accent syndrome was a real thing this reminds me of that story when that girl got the flu uh vaccine or whatever yeah and uh she said she could only walk backwards and there 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 were all these news stories about it and then it came out that it was fake like that she just like lied to the news this woman was
0: featured on 60 minutes australia And she said that foreign accent syndrome is a legitimate disorder. It's described as a person's speech changing so that it sounds as though they're speaking in a different accent to their habitual accent. Um, And supposedly because there's nothing wrong with her brain, this accent is permanent. She's stuck with it.
2: She was was
0: Australian. I want to believe. But now she's Irish. (laughs) At least when you hear her on the phone. I don't know, I think that's interesting. Um, kind of cool, of all the things that could go wrong uh, yeah. from surgery, developing an Irish accent is probably at the bottom of the list. In fact, you might even call that a cool side effect. It's kind of like getting bit by the radioactive spider and you develop cool new powers. You think that's ever happened to someone? where You, you could oh. go to
1: Ireland and, and be a local. You yeah. think that's ever happened to someone where uh, that happens to them and then they have a, an accent that everyone thinks is racist? You think
0: that would ever happen? You mean like if I suddenly started talking, like,
1: I'm not going to do it. Oh, thank you.
0: The the (laughs) classic racist accent. Classic racist accent. Um, Wouldn't that suck? That would be terrible. Yeah. They'd be like, what's up with that horrible impersonation (laughs) of a Mexican?
1: (laughs) You're like, I got, wait, what was the name of the disorder? (laughs) <laughs> You're like, yeah, got, right, buddy. Fuck you. I'm going to beat the shit up. <laughs> I got foreign accent syndrome. You what? fucking wish.
0: <laughs> yeah, you fucking wish. Um. So my final story of the day uh, is that in Austin, Texas, shouts out to our friends in Austin. Shouts maybe out. maybe they can chime in on this. Maybe they've seen it. I Apparently, so. a new tech startup has, uh, has developed robot delivery drones okay. that ride in the bike lane. Guess who's pissed off Ow. Bicyclists oh. oh and there's a big debate now are these robots should they legally be allowed to ride in the bike lane it starts on one side, the argument is War. these are not people and they are not riding no. bikes, so get them out of the bike lane. but on the other end, you have people saying if robot delivery drivers start using the bike lanes, then they're going to have to. Im- Improve bicycle infrastructure, which I think is a pie in
1: the sky dream. Can, when, can't they fly above the bicycle lane? Like, where they don't hit yeah can we just do
0: flying drones yeah
1: um this is how it starts though this is the fucking the robot war right here you think so yeah they're fighting over uh <laughs> saying that these aren't people and uh you know
0: my take on this and why i bring this story uh to this podcast here is i personally have a pet peeve with these tech startups that just drop their machinery yeah on the public street we had this here in san diego with bird scooters and the stupid rent a bike yellow bike lime bike thing that they had
1: i worked for one of those companies
0: yeah and it just felt like garbage was piling up on every street corner and it was like who's putting this stuff here who is this all just to like suck money out of the pockets of the general public here we just dumping garbage here so that people can put like their credit card information into this stuff like it sucks
1: yeah uh I worked for the the bike share program in New York called City Bike, and it was hellish because like once those things start appearing, people think it's like the 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 state doing it, but it, it's just a small oh, fucking tech startup. Just some dude trying to get rid. It's like four dudes, and then it's just like then there's start, you, you start getting yelled at. But I I would get yelled at by people all the time. Like why don't you have enough bikes? Why don't yeah. you have enough bikes? And I was like I don't know. And they're like well the city pays good money for this. It's like they don't. Yeah, uh, you and pay then- for it. Yeah, this was
0: crazy being here at the mega 64 studio we got a letter in the mail one day oh yeah from one of these tech companies and it was like we know you have one of our devices and it, unless you return it immediately we will pursue legal action and i'm like what <laughs> what are you talking about turns out some homeless person like ripped the tracking device off of one of those things and threw it onto the roof of our building Holy and then shit. made off with the bike or the scooter Jesus. whatever it ended up being and they were just GPS tracking the device to our building and then accusing us of stealing it and threatening to bring the fuzz down on us. And I just
1: thought, that's pretty shitty. <laughs> you guys are kind of uh, big assholes. There's an Instagram account, I forget the name of it, uh, where it's just like, it might be like destroyed bird scooters, but it's like just collection of like all the times those scooters get fucked up. And you'd be surprised how many get dumped into fucking lakes. Like there's so much footage of like uh States having to like pull them out of the lake and shit. It's so funny to me because I feel like that is just society's
0: response to these technologies that they don't like is just crime. Yeah, It's just like, well, um, legally I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm going to destroy this thing. I hate it. And, uh, I'm an American citizen and I'm going to defend America. I'm going to defend American society. I'm going to destroy the tech device. Welcome. And to those people. I commend you. Don't let big brother, don't let the corporate elite take over our public bike lanes, our sidewalks, or any part of our infrastructure without our permission. I agree. Yeah, they should at least put a vote to the city. Put up a sign. To be like, hey, public, do you care if this tech company wants to drop some AI drones on the street and maybe that. they'll even pay a tax to support um, public services so that yeah. everybody gets a little something out of this. We're not just sacrificing our bike lanes to some corporations, so that they can figure out a way to make millions of dollars off of us while stealing our bike lanes.
1: Dude. I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> no, I love it. I love when you do this shit. <laughs> um, Sorry. I was just, and things ready for after All right. that's my last news story. Um, I have a final video, okay? Um, you know, we were talking about snakes and shit, so why don't we go over to the cobra side of this? Uh, do you know about Gothic King Cobra?
0: Yes, Gothic uh, King Cobra. he is a uh, internet personality. He is a counterculture personality. He's kind of a weirdo, kind of a hero yeah. to some. what's the latest with yeah hero to you villain Uh, to
1: others i don't really fully know he he posts videos like every fucking day um so if you know leave it in the comments but i have someone edited a video of his uh where he gave some dating advice do you you want some fire it up some dating advice from gothic and co you know that i do (laughs) he looks like he gets girls left and right uh i don't think you're ready for this shit
0: Tip number two, are these his many, um, sweeties? What is the best way to impress a girl? We've already looked up Pickup yeah. Artist videos in the past. You know,
2: the woman's G-spot <laughs> of her pussy, it feels like a warm-
0: Trigger, Johnny, this is not kid-friendly.
2: In the back of her vagina, <laughs> tickle her vagina <laughs> on the inside got that rough little patch in the back wait is this this
0: is spot, how you impress baby. a girl
2: tickle that tickle that rough patch
0: that's pretty Before impressive
2: be trimmed and clean
0: i'm like i don't know <laughs> if i have the <laughs> energy to laugh at this
2: on her g-spot and one thumb on her you know what i'm saying youtube yeah the little bean shaped thing you got your lips and the little dangly bits above the hole okay you see that that dangly bits
0: see this is where (laughs) we have a divide (laughs) because you 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 are clearly getting so much out of this content and i'm (laughs) not
2: fellas that dangly piece in the middle is called the clitoris and if you uh gently rub on it it gets hard just like a penis (laughs) and uh it's this super cannot. For cool. A lot of well, I think
0: we just got demonetized. Uh, <laughs> I saved it for the end. In all zones. I'll bleep, uh, I'll bleep it out. You're going to bleep that out? Oh, like, what oh are you going to bleep? Uh, there goes all of our ad friendly uh,
1: sponsors. <laughs> Sorry, just the image of him sitting there looking like a schlub drinking Mountain Dew, just talking about female like anatomy, is so funny to me. I, I can't explain it. I can't explain oh, it either, man. <laughs> you were getting a lot from that clip. Well, the first time I saw that, I started crying. Like I was- All right.
0: Podcast question of the week. <laughs> was that clip funny or not? <laughs> oh, man. I thought it was. Uh, no, I know you thought it was. And uh, I mean, I just maybe uh, it's it's long. <laughs> it's we're like two
1: hours deep. The yeah, podcast. yeah, yeah. That that is the true audio torture. that I have to say
0: that shit uh that brings oh wait oh we have more we have more
1: I just like the way this video ends
2: so there you go King Cobras excuse me in my
0: Shut up. Fuck off, dude. Get this shit off my screen. Sorry, I forgot. What's the matter with you? Sorry. Johnny, you have terrible taste in videos. Like, just hold on. I want to show you this booger coming out of this <laughs> guy's nose. Yeah, thanks for oh making God. me watch that. I really wouldn't have been able to have a good rest of my day if I didn't finish the Gothic King Krober
1: video.
2: <laughs> Yuck.
1: Well, Yuck. Thanks for watching, everyone. Uh, thank you, Kevin, for letting us interview you twice. Yeah, sorry, Kevin, though. we had to sour your
0: show with Gothic King Cobras' how yeah. to pick up women video. Um, guys, go check out Kevin. Uh, go follow Matt the Band on social media. Uh, and while you're there, follow us on social media. Please. You can find me on Instagram at Derek Acosta only. You can find me at Catboy underscore Slim. Yes, and uh, we will be back next week with I think going to do a long-awaited episode that's right the cryptid episode Shit. we're gonna be hunting bigfoot we're gonna be talking about the jersey devil we're gonna be covering all the legends from north america uh some local legends here in san diego Uh and i'm sure you have some from new jersey where you're from
1: yeah i can collect some uh
0: and everything in between people have been requesting this from us for a couple of months so we hope that you tune in to watch We're going to have fun. You're going to have fun. You're not going to want to miss it. So we'll see you there next week. But as for this week, we're out of here. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Don't get blown up. We'll blow something up because it's America. Thank you.